Welcome, y'all. Welcome, y'all, to a special edition here. I am so glad to see you. I have a special guest I'm going to actually bring on the stage. I'm going to bring him on. We're going introduce, I'm going to introduce him while he's on with me. And his name is Damon. Hey, Damon, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? It's, De it's Demond. Demond, sorry. Demond. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me because I needed yeah, that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if people know this. I'm I'm historically bad with names. And so, Demond, <laughs> thank you so much for correcting me because I want the world to know what your name is, right? So welcome to a live special edition of Tech Niche Tips here. And it's special because I have Damon here. He's going to be talking about a topic that a lot of people that I know of who are young and get into this tech space. One of the things that they're looking at, one of the benefits that they're looking at is to get into what's called being a tech nomad or being a nomad period where you're able to work from anywhere in the world and be able to keep your job, do your job, and experience what the world has to offer and the many different countries and the many different cultures. And so I have somebody that has not only been able to do that uh, for, for some time, but he's actually going to be starting something pretty special that we're going to be talking about towards uh, the latter portion of this conversation. Uh, but with that being said, Thank you so much for joining this live stream, everybody. If you have not subscribed yet, feel free to subscribe because I might be doing more lives like this and I don't want you to miss it. So, hey, don't do it for me. Do it for you. Right. So this is going to be something special. I want to shout out quickly my friend Antoine Wade and Black Heights and what they're doing. So if you were on that live stream earlier today and you're coming over here. Thank you for coming through. And for those who are not familiar with his channel, go ahead and check out Black Heights. Uh, we are not in competition, y'all, in these YouTube tech streets. We are a family. We support each other. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. So what I'm going to do right now, Damon, is I'm going to talk about your story. We're going to get into that. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what you're looking to do. And then if there are people that are joining the live stream, they could definitely jump on and we could have a little Q&A. And if not, that's totally fine. But I wanted to kind of just dive a little bit deeper into your story. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can kind of start from my beginning. I kind of started off in logistics. I was in logistics for a while before I got off into tech. And I was looking for something that was more, uh, less stressful and had more balance. You know, I was doing um, an independent dispatcher in the logistics industry and that it's not really much balance in that industry. It's, you know, a 24 seven job. So I was trying to find something that was high paying like logistics, but at the same time offered me um, that flexibility of, of time and, and things like that. Um, and one of the most important things was being able to work remotely. So I figured tech was the industry for me. Um, originally, I only thought tech was like programming and things like that. Um, but eventually I learned, you know, that I can get in through tech sales. And that was like a, a huge shift for me. And once I found that out, I just dove head first into tech sales because I knew it was a way for me to get my foot into tech. And then that'll lead me to, you know, other positions and other things. Nice, nice. And so I'm, I'm curious. I want to find out more a little bit about your, your journey. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm originally from the States. Yeah. Nice, nice, Missouri. And so how was, I have a friend that is an uh, educator out there. He's a, he's a, a high school student. Uh, now he's a principal now. So uh, I'm curious, nice. how was life growing up in Missouri? Uh, it, it was it was pretty tough, to be honest. Like where, where I was from, it, it was a pretty tough neighborhood pretty tough background uh 
I don't know, some people may know that St. Louis is one of the most dangerous cities in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's always has like a, a negative stigma to it. St. Louis is a great city, but also it has like a, a pretty big uh, dark cloud over it sometimes, you know, and um, it, it's it's not the greatest place to be from, but, you know, it, it teaches you a lot about life, I think. You know, if you can, you know, like they say about New York, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere type of thing. <laughs> Yeah, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Now, that's great. And if you're joining the live stream, I have Damon Coleman with me. He is going to be talking about his experience uh, in being a tech nomad. And so if you have any questions, we're going to have a Q&A later on towards the end of this conversation. So go ahead and write in the chat if you have any questions for Damon, because this is a special thing. You guys, I've been hearing it a lot. People get into the tech sales industry because they want to learn. They want to be able to work remotely, travel the world. And we're going to dive into that. Uh, But but a little bit before that, we're going to talk about how he went from logistics into being into tech sales. So let's talk about that because it didn't just happen overnight. Can you talk about that transition? Yeah. So uh, one of the the biggest part of that transition was uh, I was living in Indonesia. I was living in Bali um, and in logistics. Logistics is a 24-7 business, but... Um, it was, it was so stressful to where I couldn't, I didn't really have a life certain at certain points of time, you know, to where I couldn't hang out when I wanted to, I couldn't, uh, you know, be with family, you know, and not be worried about something happening. So, you know, in logistics, being a, a dispatcher, you're, you're, uh, you're liable for trucks going from, you know, let's say Arizona to New York or any place like that. So you have to make sure that you know, that they're not having breakdowns in the middle of the country or, you know, they're going to deliver things on time. So it's it's constant go, go, go. And you don't really get to relax, you know. So when when I was in Indonesia, um, I really had a I got a new look on life. Like I figured out what I wanted my life to look like. And that, you know, 24 hour stress was not part of it, you know. So they kind of flipped the switch to like, OK, now I got to start looking into different industries that fit more with the lifestyle I want to live, the lifestyle I want to, you know, create for myself. Um, and there was only a few that I thought could, you know, position me in a way that would give me the lifestyle I want, you know. Um, mm. and a, lot, a lot of things I've seen from, you know, people I met out there, they were like uh, programmers, designers, you know, um, <clears throat> freelancers and things like that. And I didn't really, I didn't really want to get in that way. I'm not, I'm not a software type of guy. I'm not a, you know, programmer, <laughs> you know, that's not, I wouldn't say that would be something I'm strong at. So I just tried to find other ways. And then eventually I came across uh, tech sales and that kind of, you know, opened my eyes to like the possibilities of, oh, you know, I can do this. If I make, you know, I make phone calls all day already, you know, in, in my current industry. So, you know, what would be the difference of me doing it for another industry that's a little more stable and um, gives me that free time I want. So I just started hunting on anything I could find that I had to do that was related to tech sales and tech. Wow. And so when you're hunting to find out more about this industry that could give you that leverage that you're looking for in regards to travel and work, uh, you found tech sales. What were the things that you found doing your research to make you decide so I, this is where I want to go. Yeah, I ran across a few different, like, uh, I would say tech influencers that, you know, discuss the industry. Um, you, you see a lot of those day, day in the life as a tech sales or account executive, things like that. So I watched a lot of those videos. Um, I watched a lot of uh, Antoine at Black Heights. I, like, I watched a lot of his stuff. Um, some stuff that, you know, that Cyrus put out. 
And I just studied, you know, Trent Dressel, you know, I just studied their videos for, you know, a few months before, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to just, just do it. Stop, you know, stop waiting around, stop procrastinating and actually, you know, do it. So I started searching for like boot camps and ways that I can get, you know, that I can get in and I came across, you know, course careers and I'm like, okay, the, the price range, the, um, it, it wasn't really too much of a gamble for me, you know, um, compared to the prices of other like boot camps and, you know, going back to school, which was, you know, not really an option for me to go back to school. So, um, that's what made that's what took me the route of like course careers and trying to find like a boot camp that was quick because I like to move fast. Like I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to take two three years to to do something that I can probably learn, you know, in a pretty short period of time. So course careers kind of like perfect for me. Um, and I just seen so many good reviews and I just had to, you know, I just eventually just jumped in. Wow. So you went from doing logistics to now moving into tech sales through course careers. Can you talk about your experience and how long it took you to get through the course? Uh, for me, it I kind of, I would say I slacked off in the beginning. So I, I got the course and kind of like went through it kind of slowly. And then um, it became a point where I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do something, go, go all in. Um, and I probably finished the course in about, I would say a month. It took me probably about a month to, you know, to go through the whole course, read the books that they tell you to read. And I just put, you know, as much time as I could towards it. So it took me about a month to go through it. And I think I purchased the course in November, beginning of November, and I finished it in December. And then I had a, a job offer like mid-January. So, oh, so the transition around. was pretty good. That was a pretty that that was in the long transition that for you at all, yeah. really. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty quick. Wow, that's yeah. great. That's great. And so now just kind of getting, again, for those that are joining this, this is actually happening live. I don't want you to think this is actually something that's pre-recorded. We're going to have a Q&A at the end with Damon talking about being a tech nomad and how you possibly can consider that for yourself. Uh, and so with that being said, I want to also kind of throw in there a little bit of a question. So I know that you already had a, the experience of being in Bali, uh, working logistics. And now that you're in, and now that you have landed in tech and tech sales, was it clear from the beginning that this job, the specific job, you don't have to say the company or anything, but the specific job was going to allow you to facilitate that sort of that sort of lifestyle that you're looking for to be a tech nomad? Yeah. So when when I was going through the interview process, I was interviewing them as well. So I was making sure that company fit the things that I needed because you know. Um, I got a decent amount of interviews and a decent amount of offers after I started like focusing on applying. Um, but I, I asked certain questions like, um, am I allowed to, uh, let's say if I want to work from Dallas, Texas or, you know, Florida, you know, I would ask questions like, can I work here for a week? Can I work there for a month? I never really go too deep into like working out of the country. Um, but I always ask about extended stay. So like, you know, a month long stay in this state, a month long stay in this state. And, you know, and I try to figure out if that company is okay with it. Cause some companies aren't, you know, some companies, they want you to be within a certain mile radius of, of their business, or, you know, they want you to be like hard, a hardwire connection at home. And it's a work from home, not remote. So it, it's a big difference, you know? Um, so I made sure in the interview process that that company, you know, would allow the things that I wanted, because if they didn't, it wouldn't make sense. And it would just be, you know, 
um, us bumping heads because I know, that, you know, the main thing that I want to do is travel. You know, I want to be able to go when I want to, how I want to, and, and still be able to work. You know, if I want to go to Mexico for a month, um, I want to be able to go down there peacefully without having to, you know, have too many issues back and forth with the company that I work with, you know, to cause that tension. And so when you're, when you're filling out applications, you know, you, you got to read those, uh, you got to read those descriptions closely. You know, they'll put some certain language in there. They'll let you know, like, no, nah, this ain't really remote. This is a more of a work from home type of position. So I just really stress that when I'm, you know, interviewing. Yeah. And you kind of talked about it a little bit. I just want to break that down a little bit more for people. What, what is the difference between working from home and working remote? Because in their in some people's minds, it might be interchangeable, but they may not understand the, the, the differences. Can you kind of break that down even more for some people? Yeah. For, for me, uh, work from home is strictly, you know, you just have a, a at home office set up. You may have to, you know, be connected to an ethernet at your specific location. You may have a router that they require you to have. And, you know, they, they, they track where you are, you know, some companies track where you are and they don't really want you working away from home because you may have, you know, sensitive material, you may have um, sensitive information in your laptop that they don't want to just be out anywhere. You know, especially uh, my, my first place, my first job was in cybersecurity. Um, and, you know, that's a company where, you know, you can't log in on your phone. You can't you can't do any of those things. So you have to be um, you can work from anywhere, but you have to have certain precautions set up when you um, when you work from, from that spot. Um, so work from home is typically, you know, hardwired connection. You're just doing the exact same thing you would be in office, you know, at a specific time at home, you know, um, but more remote is you know, there's no boundaries on where you can go, you know, as long as you have your laptop and Wi-Fi, you can go. Um, that's what I would consider remote. And, and even, you know, if you go deeper into that side of it, um, it would be working at on any time zone as well, you know, being able to work, you know, instead of you having to work on the U.S. time zone, you can work on any time zone that you choose. You know, most companies, uh, I don't think that's an option for most companies. Um, some of it is like the company that uh, I will be starting that May, May 1st, that is an option that they have to where you can work different time zones, you know, um, but most companies, you just have to work on their specific time zone, um, but there is no boundaries on where you can work. So I think that would be a big difference. You're still muted. See, now you know that's live. Now we know if you had any questions about it before, be now you know this is live. <laughs> well, no, I have. I think that um is a very important thing to just kind of talk about is that difference. Sometimes people don't realize that there's there's a huge difference in that, right? And yeah. so, with that being said, I wanted to kind of talk to you about now that you have been experienced. Now, talk about going into tech sales. I want to talk about your experience transitioning, um, and now in that lifestyle of being a tech nomad. Can you talk about how that has been for you? So for, for me personally, uh, I, I like it. Um, my first, my first role at a cybersecurity company, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty hard, you know, change, you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a tech per I wouldn't consider myself a, a tech person, you know, a techie person. Mm -hmm. Um, so cybersecurity was kind of like brand new to me. You know, I just did a little research before I started. So, um, starting at a cybersecurity company was, a big deal as far as the amount of information that I had to take in. 
Um, so I had like a, you know, 85 page pamphlet I had to go through and like just learn certain things. Um, so that was a big uh, adjustment. Um, but I think it, it all boiled down to like the same thing, um, being able to talk to people, you know, and Texas mm-hmm. was all about being able to talk to people. So I learned after, you know, making so many calls and um, talking to so many different people, the information uh, wasn't super, super important. But my being able to relate to the to the actual customer was more important than the information. And I'll be able to learn the information as I go versus having to know everything up front. I was able to learn the information as I as I go. Uh, and then but at a new company that I'm uh, that I'll be starting in May, it's a, a travel fintech company. So that's right, you know, right in my area. So it, it, that's a perfect fit for me because I, I know a decent amount about the industry. So. That was that's perfect for me. So I don't think it'd be a hard transition at all with that company. Yeah, I think that that definitely aligns with your values and what you and what you like. Uh, and so I'm going to just throw out another reminder to those that are watching. Feel free to put any questions that you have in the comment section. We're going to address that towards the end for Q&A. So I just want to make sure that you don't forget to do that. We're going to be talking about any questions you have about travel, even to get the best deals. We're going to be talking about all that <laughs> coming up. And so with that being said, so so what does life look like for you now? And we're going to say, and this is going to be a, a segue just to kind of give a heads up into talking about what endeavors you're doing right now. The one that uh, was posted about recently. Um, but yeah, talk about what you're doing right now in regards to um, travel and things of that nature. So right now I'm staying kind kind of still uh, just because I'm starting a new position. I don't really want to, you know, overwhelm myself. Um, my original plan was to be in Mexico um, May 5th and be there for a month. Um, great thing about Mexico, you know, same time zone as the U.S., cheaper, you know, cost of living, you know, and it's still safe in most places, even though they tell you it's not. It's pretty safe in most places, you know, uh, in Mexico. So that, that was where I was initially intending on going. But since I'm starting a new position, uh, I'm going to move a little slower with, you know, with the travel. Uh, I do have some trips planned. Uh, I'll actually be in Dallas next weekend, then uh, D.C. the weekend after that. Um, and then I'll eventually get out the country probably in in July. Uh, I have some plan for July to, to go out there, experience Mexico for a little bit and uh, also take my daughter because she'll be on, you know, spring, vac- I mean, summer vacation. So I'll have time to be able to, you know, kick it with family and still be able to work at the same time. So um, mostly just, you know, working on that, working on this new position and, you know, getting everything started with uh, founding, the, you know, founding a travel company. So that's the, the main focus right now. Uh, and it's so funny when we're talking, I see, uh, Makia, forgive me, I'm not the best with <laughs> So Makia, uh, thank you so much for putting Viva La Mexico. Yeah, I want to go to Mexico. I went to Cozumel before. I went to some other places, and it's beautiful. If you haven't been, yeah. go. If you haven't been, go. Uh, and, and Honduras is beautiful as well. I went to some places there. Uh, and she says, it's, that sounds awesome. Congrats. And, and, and yeah, yeah, congrats to you, Damon. And let me talk about a couple of things as well. Let's talk about, uh, let me see. This Somebody has a question for me. I'm going to answer that in the Q&A spot because I want to kind of keep track of what we're talking about. But thank you, Brandon, for that question. I do see it and we're going to get to it. Um, in regards to the com- con- the countries that you have been to, what countries have you been to to give people a sense of your travel? So 
I would before I before I say that I also like to I'm a, I'm a slow traveler. I'm not the typical nomad. I would consider myself more of a, a slow man. So I like to be places for a long period of time. You know, oh, wow. versus you know, so uh, Indonesia. I was in Turkey, um, Mexico. Um, what else have I been? Oh, uh, first I went to, uh, I was in Dubai for a second, but that was really a really short period. But so I don't really count that because I wasn't there enough, to, long enough to actually enjoy, you know, the the scenery. But I like to move slow. So when I go places, I like to stay for a month or, you know, or longer to, you know, envelop myself in the actual culture, learn from the culture, you know find friends and things like that. So I would consider myself a slow man more than just, you know, the normal nomad who moves around like constantly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Now that's cool. That's cool. I show that you really want to take in that culture, like you said, and really kind of learn uh, while you're there and immerse yourself in it, which is, which is great. Um, yeah. And, I, and, and uh, I see that David uh, mentioned that he's definitely planning a Mexico trip this year. Go ahead for it, David. I think that's a great idea. Um, I'm, I'm going to yeah. try to do something too. So let's now pivot into one of the things that we wanted to definitely talk about today. And I have the website right here, but I want to have you talk about it first before I actually show all that you have going on. This, this travel company that you have, I think it's a great idea. Can you talk a bit about what you're looking to do, especially for those that are in tech sales or in the tech industry that want to have this experience? Yeah. So, uh, the company is called the black tech retreat. You know, I put this together just because, I wanted a way to network with people like me, people of color, um, and kind of yeah. bring us together to where we can, you know, connect outside of just the professional, you know, the professional realm, um, but still have um, a professional backing to the event, you know. So being able to connect with other tech people and other, other tech professionals um, <clears throat> while being able to, you know, have fun. I feel like it's a deeper connection when you're able to, you know, have fun with a person, drink, you know, uh, you, you party on boats and you just these different excursions and things like that. You build a deeper connection. So being able to connect with people, you know, that may be um, a leader at certain companies, maybe a founder of a tech company, you know, uh, or maybe in a position mm. that you're, you're looking to get into. And, you know, those connections go a long way. That network goes a long way. And yeah. with the tech industry, we, we only take up about 5%, I think, of the tech industry. So I want a way for us to be able to come together and uh, build a community, you know, build a, a true community and really get to know each other and really just, you know, build like a family type vibe. So all these trips yeah. are community based. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a, a seven day trip. Um, we have different excursions like ATV and whitewater rafting. Um, we go see different waterfalls, uh, different like beach clubs, uh, boat trips, things like that, all in this uh, one week retreat. And then we also have a, a one day conference and the conference kind of mm. covers. We have a few speakers uh, at the conference yeah. and it will be teaching different things like uh, um, no different tips to, you know, to become a remote worker and how to how to work remotely efficiently, because it's not always yeah. easy, you know, um, things like how to, you know, how to get that next job, how to land that next tech job, you know, how to, you know, uh, fix your resume a certain way and, and things like that. So um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great event. And 
I think people are really going to love it, you know, and this is just the, the first one is going to be in Bali. Uh, the second yeah. one, we're already in the works of it um, for Tulum. And the the theme is, you know, 100 people, 10 plus villas for one week, you know, and mm. we just connect connect that, that one week and really, you know, really come together. And each villa is um, is four or five bedrooms. So I think we really want to do like hotel style where everyone has like, you know, everyone's like separated. I want to do like, yeah. you know, real community based, you know, being able to to live with a person for a weekend. You're going to connect deeper than you would if you just see that person for an hour on the excursion, you know. So um, we, we have all these different villas that we've selected and we yeah. will group people together in groups of, you know, five to eight, depending on, you know, how many rooms each villa hold. And yeah there will be a personality test to kind of figure out which personalities, you know, mesh well with each other. So if you're more of the chill, relaxed type, you, you're not going to be in the villa with somebody who wants to party all night, you know? Mm. So, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we try to set it up to where, you know, it <laughs> works out for, for everybody to have a, a great time, you know? Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. I'm trying to cover this, cover this outside light. Um, but yeah, no, that's great. And I do see some questions here. Uh, we're going to hit that Q&A in a few, but I want to just show the website because I want people to kind of get a, a, an opportunity to look at the website here. And in fact, I'm going to put the website in uh, one of these banners so you could kind of see it. But basically, it's blacktechretreat.com. Very simple. Um, if you want to go check it out, I'm going to kind of walk you through the website so you can kind of see a little bit about what it is that Damon is talking about here. So that's the website, blacktechretreat.com. And it's going to be in Bali. And that, like you said, seven days, right? Yep. Seven so you could register. Wow. Seven days. So you could register here. And I'm just going to go real quickly through that. Well, I'll, I'll leave the website down here so you guys could copy that free here. But you could see the description. You could register now from September 1st to September 8th, right? And yep. it goes through the, the, the 100 people, 10 villas, like he said. And then you could get a look at the villas. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. I've never been to Bali, but uh, these pictures alone, when I was watching this, I was like, this is tempting. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and man, you know, alternate terrain vehicles and everything like that. Like, it's it's really kind of something. Uh, Brandon, yeah. I see your question. I'm definitely going to respond to that. But, yeah, like, this is, as, um, as, as said right here, this is all fire <laughs> yeah. right now. And I think one of the best parts uh, of the itinerary is – uh, we have, you see, I don't know if you can see the third picture here. That's yeah. an actual picture of like where we will be having dinner on one of our days. So it's a nice, you know, a spaces for a hundred people is right. So the the ocean is right behind those palm trees. So it's like the, wow. right on the ocean. It's this amazing nineteen course meal. Uh, it's it's a it's gonna be an experience. Wait, man. you said nineteen course meal? Like yeah, one nineteen nine. course meal. One those nine. must be some small bites. But they'll, so they'll, 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 they'll be quick. bringing out, you know, bringing out uh, big fish, like a big fish on platters, like all these wow. different. It, it's it's an amazing experience, man. Wow, wow! I I could I could tell some people's mouths are watering just by the description. <laughs> Let's go to the schedule here. So you have you have the day one is a network mixer. Day two there's this whole conference, uh, Luatu Cliff Party. I didn't even know what Luatu is. I guess that's what you're talking about. The third one here, that's a cliff party. So no, that that's that's a different day. So the Uluwatu Cliff Party, it's a it's optional, depending on you know your style of you know um, how you hang out. But after the retreat, 
Uluwatu Cliff Party. It's like the south of Bali. So it's about, what is the south? Yeah, south part of Bali. So it's about an hour okay. away from where the um, conference will be. And it's like a, a cliff over, it's a beach club overlooking a cliff. And yeah. it's one of the largest beach clubs actually in the world. Um, wow. And it, it's just a, a nice nighttime, you know, event. Yeah, no. And, and Bali as a first trip and then Tulum is wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying here. And um, yeah, don't forget, guys, I, if you have any questions, put it in there. I'm not putting the questions up now because we're, we're going to get there. But yeah, feel free to put your questions. Brand, I see your questions. I see your questions. Othniel, um, so definitely, forgive me, I'm, I'm bad with names. If I pronounce that wrong, forgive me. Uh, but yeah, so I definitely see your questions. So I want to make sure you guys know that we do hear you. Um, and that that's great. All this sounds so good, says Jera. What up, girl? Good, good to see you, Jera. Yeah, she's like, all oh, this looks so good. You know, and, and it's really something else. You got whitewater rafting. Um, there's a free day where you get most of your week uh, to kind of, I guess, check out the, the, the area, would you say? Yeah, um, and, and we have, you know, on that free day, we have things uh, that we'll have like a list of things that you can do and we can have, we'll have everything set up for you. So if you want, mm. like on the first day, we give you like a list of options of things to do on, on your free day. So like if you want to get um, massages in your villa, if you want to get. Oh, don't say that yoga, to the ladies. Right. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> sign me up today. That's, right. that's what they say right now. Yeah, if you want to do like yoga, things like that on your free day, we help set those up. So at wow. each villa, we have um, a team. It'll be a team that helps, you know, helps you get around. So it's always a car available um, to drive you around during this Ooh. whole week. So if you ever need food, anything like that, it's it's all there for you. Everything is close by. And, you know, each each villa has its own personal driver as well. Oh, wow. And then again, you have a boat day. That's day, day five. Then you have a quad biking dinner under the stars. I think that was what you were showing earlier. With yeah. That. Was yeah. Yeah, under the star, and then you have a, a, a Finn's Beach Club. Um, and so yeah. there's just so much here, and there's even a video here for anybody that wants to check that out. Uh, I won't, I won't take time to do this right now, but I'll let, I'll let, <laughs> uh, let's dive into the speakers because in the video, you guys can check out on your own. But let's talk, talk about the speakers. Some of them you might know already, um, which is really cool. We got, we have Chase Nelson Murray, who's a, who's a solutions engineer, sales engineer. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then we have Naja, life coach and career coach. You already know who Naja is. Uh, if you've been a part of course careers and you've been following the the channel. Um, yeah. So she's part of it. Ren is going to be a speaker as well. So this is really cool is that you have not just uh, you have people that you may know of or admired. And now you get the chance to be around them for seven days, pick their brains, learn more about what the industry has. Uh, to offer you know there's so much different opportunities within this week and one thing i want to kind of point out here is that honestly when it comes to it uh and i'm gonna put it back to just me and you when it comes to it and when it goes to networking the power of networking man the power right. of networking I'm, I'm more of a believer now uh I, I love my company my company is great uh but when you look into the when you look in the world and you see all the things that are going on career 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 protection right career security uh, i feel yeah. like it, it definitely trumps job security in, in most of these sectors right so with that being said i think that this is a great time to segue into the q a if you have questions about the trip if you have questions even if it's not about the trip we could definitely talk about it and with that being said i'm gonna go to the first question that was put here 
that's for both of us. It's from Brandon. He says, for Joseph, how has it been transitioning into sales in general? And then for Damon, what tricks do you have for applying for fintech sales? And so this is all about helping and educating people with what we know. Uh, for me, transitioning into sales, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this first. I was already doing sales. I was doing solar sales prior to this. Inside sales, I was qualifying leads. So a lot of what the SDR does, uh, that's what I was doing, but I didn't have the language to call it that. Because we didn't, we didn't say that in where I was from. So in regards to that transition, it was not as hard as I thought it would be. However, there was things I needed to learn along the way. You know, every tech company operates differently. So you want to take your transferable skills to the table. And I'm going to let you know from right now, even though I had that sales background, I'm not going to lie to you. Course careers helped me a lot because they provided the language, the understanding of the terminology, and it, it made me understand, oh, this is what this is, and that is what that is. Right. So, so if you are in course careers, know that you are in the right place. If you want to get into course careers, the link is in the description as well. So go ahead, and you know they, they provided discounts for their graduates, so I have a discount code as well, 50% off. 50, whoa, whoa. Let me take that back. Not 50% off, $50 <laughs> off. It's 50% off is a lot. <laughs> but yeah. $50, $50 off if you use my code as a thank you. Uh, that's a thank you that they give to their graduates. And so, yeah, definitely check that out if you're not in course careers. Now, the question that you have for Damon, I'm going to let him answer that. What tricks do you have for applying for fintech sales? So for me, um, for I, I got really granular and really specific about the companies I wanted to work for. Um, I started off doing like the, you know, spray and pray method, you know, just doing as many applications as possible, you know, and, and I, I quickly realized, now nah, this ain't gonna work, you know, I'll be applying forever. Um, so I basically followed one of the things that actually, you know, Course Careers talks about is do the job to get the job, you know, and uh, for me, I put together a list of about 100 companies that I wanted to, you know, that I was interested in working, working for. And I got through probably about 20 before I was, you know, before I was hired. But um what i did was simply reach out I, I put those 20 in you know in a list you know and i went to um figure out who the recruiter was who the sales manager was uh, and who the vp of sales was so that those were the three people i looked for at every single company and mm. i reached out to all three of those you know at every single company i applied for so i emailed uh, sent them a linkedin connection and then after, you know, a day or two, I sent them a LinkedIn message and that pretty much that method right there got me, you know, probably 95% of the, you know, companies I applied for, I got, um, <clears throat> I got interviews from, you know, um, so that one method, some of the times I, I didn't even apply for the company yet. I was reaching out, you know, I was reaching out to the companies first and then applying. And like, if I, if I get a, like, say, if I reach out to a recruiter for that position, if I get them to, you know, respond to my message, then we start a conversation and then I apply and then I'll tell them I apply and then they instantly go pick, you know, go pull my my uh, application. So it was kind of like, you know, me getting in the door and then kind of like, you know, keeping my foot there until I got all the way in, you know. So uh, that, that was the method that worked for me. And it, it was to me, it worked flawlessly because I'm still getting, you know, people calling for interviews, you know, to this day. So that that's the method i use just getting real granular and really you know reaching out to every single person you can at that company wow wow y'all taking notes <laughs> take take notes um by the way if you're watching this on linkedin 
Uh, this video will not be up for a long period of time. I'm probably going to have it taken down, but it will be up on YouTube. So go to YouTube and subscribe to the channel if you want to see this replay. But that right there, take notes, y'all. Take notes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Athenial. I think that's how you pronounce your, your name. Forgive me. I get it. I'm not the greatest at names. It takes me some time. Uh, let me, you know, I just see that you said, hey, you have a question. I just finished my tech sales course. And you say, however, most applications have been complaining uh, uh, most companies, I guess, have been complaining about my location when I apply, which is in Jamaica. So you are living in Jamaica, it sounds like it. You're applying to companies in the U.S. and other places, and you're having a, a, bad, a hard time. Well, my question to you is, where are you applying? That's my first question. I'm going to pass it to Demond after this, because what I'm learning is that there are SDR positions all over the world. Everywhere. And everywhere. So you're talking. So what I would say, and I'm going to take it from my point of view, because I'm my family's from Guyana. So if I know of somebody who's interested in being an SDR from Guyana, I know that they have a great relationship now because Guyana found oil. <laughs> so I know they have a great <laughs> relationship now with certain countries, like especially Britain. They're opening the doors there. So there's actually free transport to uh, not free. Let me take that back. But it's just I think you could go there without a visa or something, something like that, something of the nature. Do your research on that. But but for those that are from Guyana, they have a relationship there where they could basically look for companies that are in the UK, whatever the case may be, and see if they could kind of work something out from there. So I would say if you're from Jamaica, try to see if there's companies that are countries, excuse me, that have relationships with Jamaica that won't have that problem with you going. If you do the US, it might be a little bit more tricky depending on what company it is. Uh, but I would say try that first and and see what you can do there. Uh, I don't know if you're open or if you can relocate, uh, but I'm going to ask the mom what his thoughts are. But that's my first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, my, mine is kind of similar. Um, but cause I get a lot of people that, that actually reach out to me that are from, you know, different countries. And I, I just show them like, look, you can go to, you know, any city nearby and, you know, and type in something and you will find the SDR role. Like it's mm. from from what I've seen, you know, uh, it's SDRs, SDR roles all over Europe, all over, you know, South America, things like that. It, the the pay might may not be, you know, equivalent, but um, there are a lot of countries that I mean, there are a lot of companies that actually hire internationally. So when you're doing your search, mm. you can you know you can search for those companies on LinkedIn that are you know international that do business internationally. So the company that I actually work for that. I start uh, on the first, they're actually out of Amsterdam. You know, they they are a, U, a U.S.-based company, but their headquarters is in Amsterdam and they have, you know, people in 30 different, you know, 30 different countries. So they, they hire for all over in different regions. And it's plenty of companies just like that, you know, on LinkedIn. That was, that's a great, that's a great, great response. And so hopefully... Uh, Oh, Danielle, uh, uh, again, I don't know if I said your name wrong, forgive me. But if you have any questions, feel free, feel free, feel free to reach out to me via LinkedIn. Uh, I think the same true is for you, Demond, that he, they, could, yeah. they can reach out to you as well. So, yeah, reach out to us via LinkedIn and we could see how whatever the resources we could provide you. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to move on to Brandon. You had a question here. It's just challenging working from home with so many kids. I guess that's for me because I had the I had the six <laughs> children. I, I don't think you have six children. Nah. So um, do, let me ask the mom a question, and this could probably be relevant. This would be relevant to what we're talking about. Have you heard any background noise from my kids in this conversation thus far? Not at all. All right. So uh, with that being said, I mean, and they're running up and down. They're like ah, da, 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 outside, and I'm <laughs> like, thank God for this big old thing right here called 
iconic Mars, this booth here, because it insulates a lot of that sound. It's not, it's actually a lot easier. And the only reason why is because my wife is home. My wife is now home. She's studying her master's in mental health counseling. She's homeschooling our kids. And so when I'm not working, I try to come and assist her. When I'm not when I'm not doing this stuff, I, I go out and assist her. Like last week, Saturday, I didn't do any any tech thing. I was folding clothes. I was building desk. I was I was being a father. And so that that balance, that 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 balance, or, or I should say imbalance, because I'm doing more of this than that is seasonal. And that's what allows me to be able to give my all to this now, because I know that in another season, things will change. But in this particular season, my responsibility is to work, to provide for my family, is to be present when I'm not. And, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much how I get it done. So it's, hopefully that answers your question. Is it challenging to work from home with so many kids? It could be, but right. It's not as challenging because of my wife and because of how we, how we, how we do things in our home. All right. So let me go down. That was a good question. Uh, Bali is a first trip to <laughs> I've just seen some of the comments from before. All right. Let's go to this one. Uh, how do you become a speaker for future retreats? Um, you can just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, I, I, I find people that, you know, have some value that I think they can give to the audience and, you know, put them through like a, a quick questionnaire to see, you know, what they want to provide and if it fits with what, you know, what we have going on. But I'm definitely open to more speakers. I'm actually open to more speakers for Bali as well. I have a, a few more that I'm going to add to the list, but I wanted to wait um, until I put the official announcement out before I add them to the website. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely open. I want to do different panels and things like that to to get people, you know, the knowledge because I want to, I want us to have fun, but I also want us to, you know, gain something from the experience as well. So, you know, if you can gain a connection or, you know, a, a trick to help you get a new job, like that's, that's huge, you know, so I want to be able to, you know, not only have fun, but, you know, put some education out there and like for, you know, the BLK for a black tech retreat is stands for build connections, learn, and then kick it, you know? So I want, you know, that BLK is, you know, is a, is a major part of what I want to do. Just be able to get people together, teach them, you know, and then let's have fun. Like I, I'm a person that likes to have fun. I like to enjoy myself and not be so, you know, stuck up in the professional environment, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so when this, this retreat, it's, it's going to be more than just uh, a professional thing. It's going to be more, because I, I tell people no professional clothes allowed, like at the retreat. So <laughs> I want to see no professional clothes, no suit and ties, no, you know, nothing like that. Like, let's just, just come have fun. You know, Bali's hot anyway, so you're going to sweat that suit out, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, just come to have fun. Like it's going to be a professional environment, but we're going to have fun in that professional environment. Yeah, I want to do some quick shots before we get to the next question here. Shout out to Alex. Thank you for checking in. Um, Alex is big people. So I'm not gonna say from when where where and from when, but he but for him to for him to shout us out like this is pretty cool. And and then Brandon, I appreciate that the questions have been answered and hopefully uh we could continue to answer more questions that you have if you have any more. And then Mc, Mc, uh, I gotta look at my my I have glasses on. I need glasses for my glasses. Makia. <laughs> she's like okay be okay build let's say it again build what is it again build build connections build connections learn learn and, and kick, kick it, it. kick yeah. it <laughs> like the song all right 
All right, so let, let me go to the next question here. Interested in picking up on a language in Mexico. I guess that's a statement, but it had a question mark in there. So let me ask you this, now that he kind of made this come out. How much do you need to know the language in order to travel? That's a question I was thinking, like, do you need to know Spanish to go to Mexico? Do you need yeah. to know? Talk for, about it. For me, I, I don't know. I don't know Spanish. I don't know, you know, <laughs> in Indonesia is Bahasa. You know, I don't know uh, Bahasa. So um, you you, I, you pick up on a few phrases, like the main phrases, you know, thank you, you know, how to ask for help. Uh, so things like that are the main thing, you know, when, when traveling. Uh, so you don't really need okay. to, depending on where you are, some places you, you do need to know the language because you, you may be in a deep of it. But um, most places that are, you know, touristy, you don't really need to know the language. Just learn a few uh, phrases and the locals will help you out like immensely. Like if they see that you're trying, they're, they're definitely going to, you know, help you out immensely. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's things that, that you can, it's certain apps that you can use like Google Translate that, you know, you don't even need to know the language, like as far as like reading road signs, menus and things like that, because you can just put your camera up to that language and it automatically translates it, you know, um, for technology. you. So, yeah, so technology takes away a lot of that, you know, nervousness when traveling because you don't really need to know the language. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. I think this is the last question I see here. So if you have any questions, if you don't put it in now, then I'm, I'm probably not going to get to it. Uh, but I think this is the last question I see, and this is from Jera. I think I missed him saying this. Is yoga and massages provided daily or during the free day? Like, what she wants to know, the dip, what days um, provide that. That See, yeah. I told Lazy will be ready. Lazy, like, <laughs> massage? Where do I right. sign up? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can get them on more than just a free day. So uh, I'm going to share the screen while you talk about it. Yeah, when, yeah. Whenever you're free, you know, you can get these different massages. And then the massages are... are really cheap and really good you know so that's mm. one of the things i wish i took more advantage of when i was there because paying five to ten dollars for a great massage like you really i should have been getting a massage on a regular basis but i wasn't you know wait wait you but, said five to ten dollars yeah like US? five to ten dollars to get you a, a good massage yeah wait a second yeah. let me let me let, let's pause for a second <laughs> five to ten dollars for a good massage right yeah when so when you, you when you just said that it made me think if somebody let's say Somebody who just got into tech sales, young person, you know, they, they, they don't have much left here in the United States. They have family and friends, of course, but they have they don't have like fam. They don't have like an uh, immediate family. They don't have things that are tying them down here. If they were going to go to somebody, someplace like Bali with a 50 K salary, let's say, oh, plus right. commissions, how would they be living like the quality like, of life? Like a, like a king. Like, Ooh. honestly. So when, when I was there, I probably my monthly expenses were. I would say about fifteen, sixteen hundred. You know, and that was me eating out pretty much. You know, every day, um, just you know, having fun. You know, going to different excursions. Like you can live a great life for fifty k. Like a, a great life. I don't mean wow. you know you don't have to have like some you know shack that you're living. In. I mean you can have like a nice villa for you know a few hundred dollars um it's it's a it's an amazing place to be like the food is fairly cheap um it's my goal like i tell people anybody that you know i have friends here that i see that are just getting into like you know tech and just getting those uh you know decent paying remote jobs and i'm like if i was you the first thing i would be doing 
is going to a country like Mexico, going to going to a place like Mexico or, you know, Southeast Asia, where the cost of living is extremely low to where you can live like you make, you know, five hundred thousand dollars when you only make, you know, sixty thousand dollars. Mm. So the, mm. the lifestyle is is very different, you know, um, in, in big tourist areas, it's a little you can get a little less. But right outside, like those main tourist areas, like the I had a, me and my friends, we shared a villa. It was a, a six bedroom, seven bathroom villa. We were paying eighteen hundred a month um, total. So we split this and this, this villa was on the cliff side, the pool was on the second floor and we had ocean views, you know? So we were paying about mm. 400 a piece to live in a place that, you know, had, we had cleaners that came six days a week. Um, we had a chef that came three days a week and like, you can just live this amazing lifestyle. And I still never spent over, you know, $1,600 a month having, you know, a lifestyle like that. Wow. There's no way that I can do that here to have a personal chef, you know, a cleaner six days a week um, and live in that type of place. You know, so it was just it's, it's an amazing place, man. Let me say that again. Personal chef. Yeah. A cleaner a house housekeeper. Yeah. And you are living in a place that's considered luxurious, luxur- luxurious, right? I'm, I'm English is right now. Uh on sixteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah. I'm gonna let that sink in for the young people, the people that can have the opportunity to move. I'm I'm pretty set. I have I have I have six kids, you know, I'm here. But for yeah. y'all that can, this is a tremendous opportunity. Um uh, so I got a couple of questions. Uh and I'm Brandon, he's he concur. He's like, Man, I would love to move the country with my family. And you can. I would you say can. look at look at Mexico, look at Mexico for that for sure. Same yeah, time zone man. and everything. Yeah, that that's that's the the major thing about Mexico being on that same time zone. And and a lot of people think that you know you go to these countries and they don't have good schools. They have you know great international schools that you know rival our schools. They have great you know homeschooling programs to where you can meet other you know other parents to do the exact same thing. You know, um, so like in in Bali, they have you know one of the best international schools um, in the world in Bali. You know, and it's you know it's a great place that I would think, you know, would be a great place to raise kids and a lot cheaper than, you know, living the U S you know, lifestyle. Yeah. That's why I started homeschooling my kids. I'm like, Hey, if the opportunity opens itself up, we want to be ready. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. wherever we go, <laughs> Yeah. well, I got a couple of questions here and then we're going to wrap it up. It's two more from Jasmine and then I'm going to get to you, Darren, but Jasmine asks, are there any things that you look for or questions to act to determine if a company position is work is work from home, work from anywhere versus remote. I mean, I think she means work from home versus remote. Yeah. And you touch on about it again. If you mind doing another synopsis on that, I think it will be helpful to those that just joined. For sure. So one of the main things I ask is um, about like the connection. Like, do we have to be connected to an Ethernet or do I have to, you know, have to have a company modem? That's that's one big thing. And then I also ask, how do they feel about um me just going to work in Dallas or me going to work in California for one month, you know, and I'll, you know, I never say out of the country initially because it'll, it kind of, it may scare them a little bit. So I'll always just say a different state. So if I wanted to go visit my mom in California, um, can I stay there for a month while I work? And that answer that they give would typically let you know if they're actually okay with. So if they say, you know, 
oh, sure, it's no problem. You know, then you know that you can possibly work from anywhere. But if they say, oh, well, you know, we'll have to see if we can, you know, figure that out. You have to put in a request months in advance and um, they start to give out excuses about why you could, can't do it. Then you know that they're not as flexible. But when when the company just doesn't, you know, oh, you can stay for a month. Like we don't, you know, just let us know when you're going um, and, and that's it. Um, so companies like that, they're set up to handle people truly working remote because uh, working in different states even, you know, has different tax repercussions. So like you may be able to work in um, Dallas for a month. You may be able to work in Texas for a month with no tax issues for the for the company. But I think the state like Colorado, you can only work for like 15 days before you have to report um, like taxes for that company. So if the company is structured correctly, they wouldn't really care where you work. But if they, you know, if they have certain tax implications, then they don't want you working in a place like California because California has such high taxes. Mm, good question, Jasmine. Good question. I, and I think there's so many more layers to that, that honestly, you might need to reach out to uh, DeMond to, to speak with him more in, in private, probably uh, anybody, yeah. uh, because there's, there's so much things. Because you could go for a period of time. And then come back, of course, to the U.S. Visit family for for holidays and stuff like that. But again, the tax, the, the taxes, all those different things are uh, are above me. Uh, so I would say <laughs> the Mazda man for, the, for that. Uh, yeah, reach out, reach have, out anytime. Yeah, and the last question we have here before we head out, and I'm just leaving these villas up here because it's just a beautiful site. Or even this, I'll leave your logo so they could see uh, what it is. Uh, the company again. I'm going to add that banner before this last question, just to remind people it's black techretreat.com www.blacktechretreat.com and definitely look into that for yourself and let me go back to the comments here the last question that we have is going to be from Darren I believe it's pronounced uh, forgive me again if I said it wrong um, how can you establish meaningful connections with others when you are new and feel like you lack something valuable to offer okay let me let me talk about this because this is the reason i'm so glad that you have this question here because this is the reason why i created techniche techniche tips the channel on youtube the reason why i connected this is because i saw people in this industry that were doing some great things and i always wonder like man how do they get there you know the money is great all this is great but what was their story? What was their journey? Like, how did they get there in the first place? And then I started talking to people and realizing, hey, there's there's much value in my life as much as there's value in their life. There's much to my story and value in my story as much as it is in their story as well. And so that's what I want to say to you is right now you have value. You have value. There's value in who you are already. All the things that you have been through in your life, all the setbacks that you've had, all the triumphs that you've had, all the tragedies that you have, they molded you to be who you are today. And trust me, they see the value in you more than you see in yourself. When I say they, the company, people, people around you see the value in you, but we all, when it comes to ourselves, we just tend to kind of not see ourselves as valuable. And we or, or that we're not good enough because of X, Y, and Z. Um, let me throw this out to you, and 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 then I'll pass it to Demond. But like, if a company hires you for let's say fifteen dollars an hour, you are not 
providing them $15 of our worth of business or service or, or you're not you're not adding just that amount you're adding way more than that that's why they hired you for the 15 minutes 50 because you're provide you're actually providing more revenue than that 15 dollars than 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 you probably even realize and so i want you to keep that in mind that if they're hiring you for a certain amount whether it be fifty thousand dollars if it's fifty thousand dollars i mean you're probably making them way way, way more than that and the, no, the higher the number you go the number that you provide that they're hiring you for that's that plus some plus a lot more, that's 10x that or whatever. You're probably providing that much more revenue to that company or not. So they see they see value in you. It just, it's important for you to see value in yourself. Uh, but let me go back to the first part because I got a little, um, and I'm gonna pass it to you, Damon. I got a little bit of emotional there. But but establishing meaningful connection starts with, 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 with a hello, with you reaching out to somebody on LinkedIn, which you reaching out to somebody, even your own company that you're working for, let's say if you're not working in the tech industry yet, but just starting off with a hello and establishing the meaning, meaningful con connections are a part of the three C's. And these three C's are the three C's that I think help you to get into a job or whatever is you're curious, uh, genuinely curious about that person that you are confident in knowing who you are and just say, hey, this is who I am. I'm confident in who I am. I'm curious. Let me get to know a little bit more about you. Who are you? What do you do? Da, da, da. And that you're consistent. If you're consistent and and being ready to meet with that person and talk with that person, if you're consistently bringing value to the relationship, if you're consistent in just who you are, that you're not one person this day and another person the next day, those those are the things that could cultivate meaningful relationships within this industry, but also meaningful relationships with your friends and family. And I'm again, this is just my opinion. Uh, this is what I'm thinking. I'm going to pass it to Demon now, but that's what I think could help in regards to establishing meaningful connections. Yeah, and, and I have to agree with with all of that. Like you, you hit it spot on, especially with, you know, the everybody provides value. You know, sometimes we may think, you know, we may have imposter syndrome. Like what what do yeah. I know? This person has been doing this a lot longer. They've been doing this, you know. You you have some type of value to offer at all times. You may you may not think it's value at the time. You may not think that one of the experiences that you went through is actually valuable. But every experience, every step in your life has led you to the point you are now. So all those steps are meaningful. All those you know different parts that or different quirks about you are valuable. You know, just value has to be valuable to the right person. And I think another great thing you said was just, you know, when you're reaching out and you're showing that you're actually curious in that person and not just trying to use that person's time. Um, I think that that's a, a huge deal because every, everyone loves to talk about themselves, you know, so if you can get a person talking to talk about themselves, like, you know, they'll, they'll really, you know, they'll really appreciate that because sometimes people just want to, you know, express themselves and they may not have the, the area to do it so if you can you know give them that space to you know talk about themselves and kind of brag about themselves a little bit you know i think that'll go a long way um but like you said um building meaningful connections one of the things this is one of the reasons i created the black tech retreat um was to be able to to build those connections the b and you know and be okay stands for build you know because i want to build connections with people being able to build meaningful connections at that you know, so and I feel from from my life stance, like travel has been has gotten me out of my shell to where I can, you know, feel like I can talk to most people. I can talk to pretty much anyone because, you know, I've dealt with people from all walks of life, all areas, you know, and people are generally the same. 
you know, they people may have different beliefs and things like that, but people generally want the same things out of life, you know. Um, so one of the reasons that I, I built this was just to be able to bring in people and connect people in ways that are deeper than just, you know, giving out your card at a networking event, you know, or connecting on LinkedIn. Like, no, I want to build real connections. You know, and travel gave me that option to build real connections with people from everywhere. And I want to be able to give that same thing because once you, you know, join one of these retreats and you're in the house with somebody for seven days, you're going to build a different connection than if you've seen them one time in a networking event. You want to build a deeper, you know, a deeper feeling for that person because, you know, it, it may be an issue, you know, at the retreat or, you know, you may get stuck in the mud while we're ATV and the person's probably going to help you out. The first is the people that you live with, you mm. know, the people that, are, that have been in the house with you because they built a connection with you. And so that kind of carries on in life as well. You know, when, when you get stuck in a situation where you, maybe you get laid off, those people that you connected with in these in these retreats and things like that may be able to help you, you know, in that hall point. Like, oh, we're hiring mm. over here. I can put in the word over here or I'm actually the recruiter or hiring manager at a company where they can, you know, bring you in that way. So um, I want to be able to build like our own little community of ways to just connect and, and really be with people and a valuable connection, not just a connection of me using you for, you know, the opportunity that you have, mm. Mm. you know? So that was really the main point of this whole retreat was to connect people, connect us. So good. So good. Very well said, Damon. Very well said. <laughs> oh, man. And so with that being said, I'm just looking at the comments here. Laurent, yo, good to see you, bro. Good to see you, bro. So glad to have you here. Um, and uh, this comment makes me laugh. I'm going to have to post it again. I was sold at the Cliffside <laughs> Ocean View. She's like, listen, sign me up right now. Sign Come me up right now. And oh, no, absolutely, bro. Thank you so much. Uh, and I love what you guys are doing to innovate new ways for us to connect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Uh, if you if you are on my LinkedIn right now, you're watching this from my LinkedIn uh, page, probably. Go ahead and connect with me. If I don't respond right away, it's because I'm probably, this is Saturday. So Saturday is normally my family day and, and Sunday a little bit. Uh, and Sunday as well. So if I don't get to you right away, that's the only reason why. But besides that, um connect with us connect with us connect with the mon regarding the black tech retreat i mean we it's only 100 spots i didn't i, I didn't even talk about that that's gonna yeah, fill 100 spots it's gonna fill up real quick i have to probably talk about some things with the mon after this <laughs> to make sure i get my spot safe it's gonna fill up real quick so you want to get onto that right away um and and get into that and the last thing i see here is a very uh inspirational interview thank you so much if you want to see more Absolutely. Thank you, Damon, uh, for coming on as well. Uh, Appreciate if you, want... you having me. Absolutely. This was great. This was great. Uh, we've been trying to do this for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I'm glad it worked out at the right time. This was the right time for yeah. this. You know, I agree. Um, and so if you if you feel like this was a very inspirational interview, there are plenty more that I have on my channel as well. So definitely, if you get a chance, uh, go ahead and go to my channel, which, again, is going to be YouTube dot com and it's actually gonna be technique tips i'm gonna put it in the banner below so that way everybody could see it but it's be youtube.com uh forward slash at techniche tips and what is techniche tips basically techniche tips means tech techniques for the tech industry tips that could help you not only land a job in tech but to scale from there 
And so with that being said, I'm so thankful again to everybody that was able to join on this live with us. Uh, this has been a great conversation. And I do hope that for, not only for myself, but Damon, I think, hopes as well that we hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family. Thank you.